Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody, welcome in to the 139th episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. His I, Colton Robertson, and I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, I am just glad to be here, especially on another Prime episode. Another um, Prime episode. podcast, 139. Um, you know, it just, uh, I guess it just happens to be that way. It just happens um, to be that way. You're appearing is, on uh, two two prime episodes in a row. This is definitely a fun episode, so I see why it is a prime episode. I got I got I got one question for you, Joey. What you comfy? What? I'm uh, I'm pretty comfy, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad because today, uh, what we're going to be discussing is uh, comfort movies, comfort characters, comfort TV shows. Uh, it's something I've wanted to. I hadn't really thought of until uh, until today, really, when I hit up the group chat. I was like, hey, I have an idea. Let's do this. And if you want to hear more on the backstory for this idea, head to patreon.com slash Bloom, where we laid out a ton of uh, honorable mention options. Uh, we're doing a top five in each of these categories. We're going to do top five characters first, top five TV shows second, and top five movies last uh and these are in terms of uh how come like the the comfort they bring us your comfort characters your comfort tv shows your comfort movies uh so sometimes it was hard to limit it and those options are over at patreon.com uh one that i uh one that i wanted to put out here one that i know you wouldn't have because you're watching it uh the sopranos mm. Uh, we, we had some of the Sopranos talk last week, uh, with me and Kyler over the mm-hmm. many saints in Newark. So I was hoping I could get your thoughts, where you're at, uh, how deep into the show you are and stuff. Yeah. Like I yeah. want, I want to hear what you're, what you're thinking. I'm, uh, a little bit into season four, um, shows fantastic. It's pr- definitely in my top 10 of all time. Um, quickly approaching top five, if not already in there. Yeah, it will. Um, it will. Um, I uh, can I throw out like just a thing that happened? I guess just a spoiler. yeah, yeah. Fuck it, fuck it. Sorry, uh, um, potential spoiler for the yeah. next fifteen seconds. Skip just ahead. The biggest thing that's happened, I would say, Jackie, uh, Jackie Junior. Oh yeah, I don't, did, I don't. Yeah, he tried to do his big thing. Yeah, and then he yeah, boom. Um, that happened. Um, let's see what else is happening. Carmine's getting involved now, which is cool. Uh, we're seeing more of him. Who is the guy? What's his name? John? Uh, John something. Sacrimony. Maybe. Yeah, he's kind of been going off the rails a little bit, and then Carmine ordered the hit on him. But then mm. he just was. He just came into to- or to talk with Tony. It was like, hey, tell Ralphie I'll accept his apology or like something like that. And then oh, now it's like. Yeah, about his wife. Yeah, about the ninety pound mole. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, he's uh, he just said I'll accept his apology now. So Tony's like, well, do I still? He's kind of like give it to. I think that's the last kind of uh, okay thing to have. No, yeah, that development and the way that and Ralph's storyline, the way it escalates, is intense because you've seen Ralph do some shit, right? Mm. Um, yeah, he's um, well, Tony beat him up. Yeah. Uh, that happened. Um, what else has he done? He's done some stuff. He's a bit of a scumbag. Yeah, he. Uh, oh, oh, well, yeah. The reason Tony beat him up for because he yeah. beat the yeah. to death. Yeah, beat, that beat was, a woman to death. Yeah, he. Uh, uh, that was he, when I was like, I'm out on this guy. He, that's, that's it for me. He was yeah, he, uh, he was a fun, exciting character funny. for a little bit. Yeah. What's he gonna do? Oh, that's what he's gonna do. Fuck that guy. Yeah, he was like he was like the really good comic relief for a while. Like the show kind of needed like a like a funny like character like to make fun of these guys, you know. It it was like working for a little bit, and then he just started getting annoying. Like, well, it, it was, it's because I you, mean, you realize like, you realize whose side you're on. Yeah, like you you are here for Tony and those guys. Fuck this guy making fun of them. Fuck Ralph. You're like you ain't gonna do shit to them. They'll do the shit to you. Like, mm-hmm. get out of here. Yeah, uh, get fuck here. yeah. That was a that was a, get get the fuck out of here. Oh, this was some gabagool. Yeah, I just love it. Man, I didn't know until watching the show that gabagool was actually like a legitimate name for food. Like it's a legitimate, like, I just thought it was some made up like Italian word. Like for, like it's a legit, like, I just thought like it was just a thing people said. Like gabagool, you know, like I was like, what? That's a real name. Camarón. Yeah, like, yeah, like, oh man. It's, it's so funny, like. Just when I think I'm out, they bring me back in. Just when I thought I was out. Yeah, just and all the hand movements they the do, hand, like and oh, dude, holy fucking walnuts, <laughs> dude. Three times, Tom. Three times. The freaking, the like silver wings. The wings. The like the oh. fucking wings. He said, dude. One of his lines. uh... Tony was like just moving up. I think Jun- like Junior went to jail or something like that. And Tony was like the boss now or something like yeah. that. And Tony was like, I'm gonna, I gotta go kill this guy. But then Paulie was like, he was like, don't like, uh, oh, what did he say? He was, like, he was yeah, it was like, it took you many years to earn these stripes. Um, this is just one of the many perks. He said perks. The way he said perks, like, this is just perks. one of the many perks. Let me do it for you. Like, oh, it was just, oh, man. I don't know. Like, just, uh. This is the points of being the boss. Yeah, he's, oh, man. This, I don't know. I just, Three times, uh, though. Three times. I never, I didn't think, uh, like, this is what the show would be. I never really thought, you know, like, I've, it's always been on my list. Bring the cookies. Yeah, it's always been on my list to watch. No, Um, you think it's going to be a lot more mafia heavy. And then it's like, no, this is straight up about Tony's life. Mm -hmm. Like every single aspect about it, Mm -hmm. like all the family shit, all of his therapy, all of this shit. Like you were going to get every bit of it for as long. Like it's, and it's, it's a fantastic show for that reason. However, it is not one that brings a ton of comfort in fact, it brings a lot of anxiety when you're watching it. Uh, what's about to happen? What's going to happen? Who's going to die? Et cetera, et cetera. I, I need something with a little less uh, less intensity. Mm. So uh, another, uh, I mean, I, I considered, I considered Tony Soprano 
for these for this top five comfort characters list just because i've been obsessed with the sopranos lately since i just mm-hmm. finished it and watched the movie but i was like that guy doesn't bring me any kind of comfort uh so uh, let's start with your five here on your okay. list of comfort characters who do you have at the bottom okay at the uh the bottom um and this is not this is he does not deserve like the bottom spot no no it's top five top five is great no matter what this guy like oh my god danny devito as freck or frank and uh always sunny Um, damn that's a great one like we call him freck because uh it's uh we have a guy at school that he literally goes by frack like like we call him frack more than his real name um (laughs) but like it was one scene and always sunny um and he was like teaching i don't know one of the guys how to hit on girls or something like that and he was like uh here let like let me show you how a pro does it and he walks up and he's like all you gotta say is hey your name and uh and then like i don't know something something like something after that and then he goes up to a girl and he goes hey i'm frack fuck like he he messed up like immediately <laughs> and then he just walked away like in and like i don't know just just the I was in the ring, like I was throwing him. trash. I start <laughs> eating garbage. I like- <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, come on. The dude's just an iconic character. Like, he's just, he always brings a laugh. Like, there, nothing can get better than Danny DeVito and Always Sunny. Like, he always on. nails it. He always nails it. I've also got a sitcom character for my mm. five. Uh, mm. I've got Marshall Erickson of How I Met Your Mother, played uh-huh. by uh, Jason Siegel. Uh, this one, this is just, uh, I, I, how I met your mother was like an early show I watched. And this was the first character that I like latched onto and was like, he really resonates with me. And it, he's, he's kind of an every man, you know, he's uh but he's super funny. He's super passionate and stuff. Mm. So I was like, I really fuck with this guy. This is my fucking dude. And you mm. know, you see him go through some shit and you see him bounce back. And I love that about him. And, uh, uh, he's definitely my favorite character from that show, How I Met Your Mother. And uh, Jason Siegel's just fantastic. Mm. I uh, can't really say too much on How I Met Your Mother because I've never watched yeah, it. You. I've heard it's really great, though. Um, it is on my list. Um, just a lower priority. Got some just really good shows. That's that fair. I, I, I wouldn't right say it's, that that's uh, one you have to rush to at all mm-hmm. uh, by any means. Yeah, there's but, just yeah. a lot of really good shows that I haven't seen. And the Sopranos. What's up with uh, 6A and 6B? Uh, that's just, I don't know why they didn't just do 6 and 7. Uh, I think it's because, like, they, I think, like, there must have been, like, some certain amount of episodes you have to hit for it to be, like, hmm. two seasons. I didn't know seasons. if it was, like, if the story, like, it was, like, part one and part two to, like, a massive, like, story or something, like, at the end. Not like, really. I, I mean, like, kind of. There's a certain feel to season 6A and B that feels a little different than the rest of the seasons, but it's not, it's nothing too crazy. Like, okay. it's, it's it's still on par with, like, I, I didn't understand it either. I just, I consider <laughs> them, I consider it one big season, fuck the A and B, you know what okay. I'm saying? Okay, fair, fair. Uh, But, yeah, what's your four here? Um... This one, and it's important that it's the character and not the show, um, because this character is just ah, uh, and it's Danny Phantom. This oh. guy, yes, yes, like I, I made made sure Danny Phantom as the character here and not the show, because that's why I watch Danny Phantom. 
yes, it, it also had, you know, a development in my goth, you know, girl crush, you know, that every guy has, you know, watching those cartoons growing up. But mm-hmm. Danny Phantom was the man, man. Like, every guy has a crush on Danny Phantom, whether you want to admit it or not. Every, I, like, D- Danny Phantom stirred some feelings in me when I was a seven Danny Phantom is Danny Phantom, man. That dude was the man. Like, there's, uh, there's a scene in, in New Girl where uh, uh, Winston is explaining to Nick. Nick can't grasp how uh, how to find another man attractive. Mm. Like, there's, like, this male model who is objectively one of the most beautiful people you've ever seen in your fucking life. Mm-hmm. And Winston and Nick's like, I don't see it. You know, like, it's just not something I'm attracted to. And Winston's like, all right, here, let me put it for you this way. If 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 one day you woke up and you no longer had your face or your body and you instead had his face and his body, how would you feel? And he was like, oh, I'd feel very good. <laughs> <laughs> and, Winston, and Winston was like, and that's all. And he's like, that's all? <laughs> he's like, that's all you need? And it's like, yeah, that means, and he's like, that is a handsome man. And, like, and I had those feelings about Danny Phantom. I was like, yeah. I want to be Danny Phantom. I, I wanted to be Danny Phantom more than anything else. Live his exact life, everything. I wanted so badly for my parents to somehow build a ghost machine that I could go into and freaking turn into a ghost myself. Like, I had dreams of being Danny Phantom. Like, the Bro, dude. I don't know why. Kindred spirit here Danny Phantom and Ben 10. No idea what the connection is, but those are the two it's in my head. Like they the go hand in thing. hand. It's just like the the transition, you know, the whooshing, you know, yeah. and then it's like it's the just the transformation. Like it's just oh man. Just what a cool guy. Got the girl, you know, um, was King. bullied, bullied no more because he freaking has powers and he can freak bully the bully. Yeah. Uh no. just uh just freaking hot sister. Um, King. Everything was just great about that show, man. Every yeah, and the parents' costumes were even like iconic. Like, you know, they always wore the same thing. Like their suits. Like you never saw the mom's face. Like rarely, you only saw her mouth. Like her eyes were always covered with those red goggles for yeah. some reason. But uh, but yeah, that's my uh, that's my fourth character, not the show, but character. Love you, Danny. All right. All right. <laughs> uh. That's a good one. That's a good one. My four. This is where we start getting into the uh, Star Wars mm-hmm. territory here, mm-hmm. which uh, you can head to Patreon. We'll explain more on why you'll find a lot of Star Wars and Marvel here. But uh, I got Grogu. <laughs> of course. Yeah. You have to. I, I mean, mean, like, there's on. no there's no character in Star Wars who objectively anyone can look at that little guy and go, hee <laughs> hee. Even when he's eating eggs, you know, the last of these people's, you know, chance to live, um, he's still really cute doing it. And you still are, like, comforted by this kid just eating these eggs. I love Grogu. I love Baby Yoda. This is, this is my baby. I would protect this child with my life. Like, this is... It, there it doesn't are get characters much better. I feel as strongly about, mm-hmm. and it's amazing because he hasn't said a fucking word. Mm-hmm. Nope. 
Just been cute just as fuck. Noises. That's all. And frankly, that's one of the best tropes you can use in TV. Just cute. <laughs> Small, young, cute, baby, no speak. Perfectly eatable. <laughs> you know, you know, just uh, throwing that out. Just uh, out, out. out of the blue. Random thought I had. But, um... But yeah, it doesn't get much better than Grogu. I mean, come on. That's 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 the kid right there. That's like we the we all know and love Yoda, and Yoda was already cute, and he was old. So Ooh. they just gave us the cutest form of him. Genius. Whoever who whoever thought of Grogu, like whoever was the initial like, hey, let's have let's have baby Yoda. You know, someone had to say it. You know, pretty sure I'm, that's how I, it was said. Like, I don't know why. I feel like it was John Favreau. Uh, I'm not sure if it might have been Dave Filoni, but I'm pretty sure it was John Favreau. Uh, epic cameo in The Soprano, but The Sopranos, by epic the way, cameo. In it was the like Soprano. a kind of a little cringy sometimes when he was trying. Oh, to, absolutely! Uh, it was hard yeah. to watch it, but, uh, but yeah, but, but funny, but funny, but funny. Uh, yeah. That'll be the thread throughout this episode. Yeah, Every once Sopranos. in a while, we'll, we'll we'll bring it back to the Sopranos somehow. Uh, but yeah, Grogu was my four here. Mm. Um, okay, I guess it's my three now, and uh, I'm also moving into Star Wars. Um, and this is hard. Uh, these top three, well, number one is definitely number one. Same for me. Um, for for me. Um, but these two are Star Wars. My next two, and I, and I had a really hard time putting one above the other, but um, I'm gonna put Obi Wan Kenobi as a uh, my three. Um, it's just, I mean, like he's he's like our dad on the screen, you know? It's like I'm, I'm so glad, I'm so glad you did this because here's the thing: I was counting on you putting him in your top five. Awesome. He's like that's the reason he's not in my top five awesome. is because I was like I'm fairly certain. Joe is going to throw Obi-Wan Kenobi on this list. And I I'm put Obi-Wan on because I'm like, I I don't think Colton, like I know Colton would want to, but I don't think he's going to put him in there. So I have to put him in there. There you go. Wow, yeah, interesting. Okay, it's, wow. But... You podcast enough to, you yeah. podcast together for over a year. You start to learn these I sorts of things. I guess you just know, yeah. Especially over Star Wars as much as we've talked about it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, um, come on. Yeah, Obi-Wan. and that's why I, and like because of that, that's why I was like, he'll definitely do that. Uh <laughs> No, Obi-Wan Kenobi's the shit. And like I mentioned uh, in the Patreon, I'm reading the Kenobi novel currently. Mm. I checked it out uh, from my local library, uh, which was a nice, fun little experience I haven't had in a while because I didn't go during COVID at all. And I was like, you know what, let's head back there. And uh, I found Kenobi. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm in, buddy. And uh, I'm a few chapters in, and I'm like, this show going to be sweet as fuck. Mm. (laughs) Like... (laughs) It's going to be so good. Mm. It's going to be so good because I'm reading all of this. And I'm just picture, picturing you and McGregor in my head doing all of it. And I'm like, I'm actually going to be able to see that next year. Maybe it's just like, more you and McGregor, you know? He's like a the Sea person. Otters video, um, you know, where he's just out with, with the Sea Otters or whatever. That's yeah, a comfort video. He's got these uh, documentaries on Apple that are uh, uh, like – his motorcycle journeys across continents and stuff. Yeah. This what? man's a fucking awesome. Like the, he has like a long way down, long way up and long way around. He's and just it's like, like an, another Keanu Reeves, man. Keanu loves motorcycles. 
He's also cool. You know, Dude, like I, I, th- they'd hit it, it off. They'd hit it off. Like I just, I need, I need like a, a smoke sesh with, <laughs> with Keanu Reeves, <laughs> with Keanu Reeves, Pedro Pascal, Oscar Isaac, and him, and you and McGregor. Wow, I need it. That is a dream. Injected into my veins. Yeah, lately the trend that I've been seeing is nightmare blunt rotations on TikTok. And oh my god, like that—that's so like that's that's a like just hits hits a different nerve. Anyway, um, Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, Obi Wan Ken. I mean, it's Obi Wan freaking Kenobi. You got a you got a preferred. Uh, appearance is there any any uh specific movie Ooh. in which obi-wan really stands out for you Ooh, i mean it has to be revenge of the sith i mean it might be a little precursor to uh um in a future ah, i didn't even think of that <laughs> i was i was tripping but um but yeah that's uh definitely the movie that stands out i mean like that's just like that performance of him I mean that that's like just every every Star Wars kid just watches that movie 500 times over. So it's yeah. like I mean come on. You can't really right, it's the shit. But yeah, I I that's certainly where Obi-Wan Kenobi becomes Obi-Wan Kenobi for me. It's Obi-Wan uh, Kenobi. It's Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> but uh alas, my number 3, I got my top 3 here. I've got one Star Wars character, I've got one Marvel character, and I've got this here DC character. Batman. So it's a Star... Okay, interesting. Batman. So I top was... two are, are Star Wars and Marvel, but here Star I've got Wars Batman. Uh, this is this is one that goes back to my earliest childhood memories. I collected all the Batman, little Batman action figures I could find. I have a giant tub of them here. Like, Batman is my longest running fandom. Mm. Uh, I mean, right there next to Star Wars. Uh, but holy fucking shit! What There's just not a Batman thing I don't like. You what know, like I, I'll, t- I, I understand all these, all the, all the people who are concerned with different interpretations. Ah, I don't like this one. Ah, fuck that one. I get it. However, I don't give a fuck. It's all Batman. Fuck mm-hmm. it. This new Batman too. Oh, it's gonna be the best one. I and I I'm not one to do that. I am not one to go that like before it comes out. I will not tell you. I'm fairly certain this will be the best one. This is going to be the best one. Like oh the my fact fucking that God, they're doing the Riddler, good. and it's already great. Alone, like. If they, if you can do the Riddler and do it good, like that is one of the coolest Batman villains. Like, like obviously it's going to be hard to get like a Heath Ledger Joker. Like, it's just you can't really, you can't manufacture that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just has to be something that happens. But like, Robert Pat, like him as Batman. Just it seems like it's just going to be a super cool take. The darkness, like just having the makeup on the eyes, like 
they're going gritty they're going real the batmobile looks more real you know every it's yeah. more like it's just, it like, just like a fucking mustang oh it's my dope. god it's like this movie is gonna be sick like, but yeah, and if I had to go specific Batman, that's already available to us uh, for like comfort. Uh, ooh, you know that's you know, a good. Go, that's hard to choose a Batman. Like, I, I'm not going like a favorite or mm-hmm. anything, but in terms of the one that I'll go to and be like, yeah, this is the shit. Uh, like that just gives brings me that joy is the Batman animated series Batman because that's the one I grew up on. Yes, uh, dude. Oh, it's so good. This one right here, I know the people can't see this Batman. Oh, Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond, bro. Oh my god! If I wasn't spending hours on hours just watching Batman Beyond, dude, like that suit that just shit. looked so cool. I don't know. It was just that suit, like. I just, oh, I don't know, but yeah, Batman, uh, definitely a good, uh, a good pick for sure. Fuck yeah! What's your two, buddy? It is Ahsoka Tano. Um, ah, again, one of yours? I'm so glad you went with it. Yes, okay, I didn't good. think you'd put this, it. But this it was one, one thought, that was right okay. there for me. Okay, this one I thought you you might we might have like a we both picked, but I'm okay. I'm glad, but um, like just the Clone Wars. I mean, like. She carries it, like, in my opinion. Like, she, like, every time, like, I would have, like, an out, like, it would make, like, a moment in the show that would make me say something out loud. Like, Ahsoka would then say that same thing. Like, she basically is the audience's voice. She's the audience avatar. She is the audience in the show. And, like, it just, it's so easy to connect with her. And it's just, like, The Clone Wars is just such a comfort show. You don't have to go to any like you don't have to watch it in order you could just throw on literally any episode it's gonna be good and if another one that didn't quite make my top five but one that i was like i wanted to so badly uh but yeah it's just it's fantastic Mm. and ahsoka is is i mean i think anakin skywalker has the best story and and all i think she's almost inarguably the most well-written character Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. In terms of uh, across all platforms and stuff, like she's no matter what, Ahsoka Tano has came through. Like mm. that was kind of that's kind of her deal. Reliable, always good. Her morals are like always never lying. shaken. Oh, like like yeah. maybe the slightest bit, maybe the slightest bit, but never, never to any degree. Like she's never even like Luke didn't even come close. She's never even reached the level Luke did, I don't think, in terms mm-hmm. of being tempted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's man, she's just, just so, uh, just the, her ignition too, like, like when it, ah, uh, just everything about Ahsoka, her character design, like, ah, uh, it's just beautiful. That's pe- that's peak Star Wars right there, Ahsoka mm-hmm. Tano. She just, she's just the shit, uh, and I'm so glad you went with her because she was one that, like, I had. I would have, if I felt comfortable with it and didn't want to bore the people, like I would have picked five Star Wars characters for my comfort characters. Like it, it certainly would have happened. Uh, I had to branch out, but Ahsoka Tano, that's she's she's top three, you know, like she's my top one, 
Grogu, Ahsoka, you know, like right there. And I mean, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka kind of right there, kind of both. But those, those were the shit for me. Uh, God, Ahsoka, she's, she's a great character. I, and like coming off Clone Wars season seven, I'd argue there isn't a phase I've gone through where I would have like stated so certain and passionately who my favorite character in Star Wars was. Like immediately after season seven Clone Wars, my favorite character in Star Wars was Ahsoka. Like that was just it. She's my favorite. It was, I mean, I, I, I felt like every, everyone that watched that season just kind of had, you just had to. I mean, like, you come out of that season and you don't, and you're not on like an Ahsoka kick. Like, I don't know, something's wrong with you. Like, yeah, if, something you didn't, wrong. If, if you didn't come out of that season, like, I would do anything for Ahsoka. Like, she, she is the queen bee of Star Wars. Like, that's how I came out of it. Like, I'm she with is, it. She is the queen of Star Wars, in my opinion. She's up there. She's up there. Uh, my two. Know. Padme. My two. Maybe the queen. Leia. Fuck. Yeah. My number two. Spider-Man. Ah. We do have a duplicate on here. I knew we would. We that have was to. the one. That was the one I was like, I know Joe's going to have this, but I have to have this. We have to. Uh, yeah. Like. Right. Yeah. So oh. Spider-Man's your one then. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. This is this is perfect. We can just talk about it here. Mm-hmm. Uh Spider-Man. Oh my god. And it and like it doesn't it at the moment doesn't particularly matter to me what Spider-Man we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Peter Parker, Miles Morales. I love both of them. Uh, all Spider-Man, everything Spider-Man. Spider-Gwen. Fuck yeah. You know like I love all this shit. Uh dude, I uh Earlier today, I just I hopped on my PlayStation, mm. and I, I swung around New York for a while. Mm-hmm. I just did it because mm. I needed it this morning. No I better feeling. It. And it is actually the thing that made me go, aha, comfort characters, comfort movies, comfort TV. Let's talk about wow. it. Yeah. Uh, Lucky, yeah. you have good graphics, web swinging. The best I have is GameCube, Spider-Man 2. That's the best I have for web swinging around New York. Let me tell you though, it's still, it's still, it's still. Oh, I know it's still hitting. It's, it's still hitting good. a different button for you. It's hitting the nostalgia button one hundred and fifty fucking times. I want ultra graphics swinging though. That's what I need. Like I need a web swinging. I need VR web slinging. That is what I need. Like, I mean. I have two Spider-Man costumes, full body costumes. I have one yeah. that is tailor fitted to my body, full, like super tight, like looks sick, freaking awesome. And then one's just um like a onesie PJ situation sort of thing. It's really comfortable. Um, oh yeah, I love Spider-Man. It's uh, he's been my number one um, hero as a kid uh, forever. He's my favorite hero still to this day. Um, I don't think that will ever change. He's just so deeply ingrained in my childhood. Like Blockbuster, um, used to go there all the time, and I would only get Spider Man. Like, that those are the only movies I would tell my mom that I would want. And like, so we just kept renting that over and over. 
eventually the blockbuster dude just gave me the movies. Like he was like, you can just have, like, you can have these movies. You watch them so much. So we got the movies and like, I, I just watched them over and over and over. Like, I just love Spider-Man. I'd freaking walk around the house, like, you know, acting like I'm web sleeping, like, Uh, same, like I'm, I've just always been Spider-Man, you know, like, absolutely. When I was, when I was little, man, I, uh, I mean, if I had to pick a comfort Spider-Man, it's Toby. Yeah. Just because, mm-hmm. I mean, I was two when that movie came out. Two. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's that's who I grew up on. But, uh, like, I had a Spider-Man, like, doll. Like a plush doll. It wasn't like a... And it was like... It felt really accurate. You know, like, proper-sized arms, proper-sized legs, proper-sized head. Nothing was, like, goofy about it or anything. Mm-hmm. It just looked like Spider-Man. It was soft. And I was like, fuck Yes. Mm. I love this thing. And uh I only I only recently learned like within the last couple weeks that it was lost and I got a replacement at some point. Oh no. Yeah. I wow. and uh I, I was like, "Fuck, you're kidding." And I mean like if they would have told you then though, you would have been oh, way more devastated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at least there's a good chance if they, they told it, me they, then they, Spider-Man doesn't make it as high up this list. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. That Wow. I now that I think about all the Spider Man things I have, I have a Spider Man sleeping bag still. Um in my closet still. Fuck yeah. Um I had this like uh little mini couch that also folded out thing. I was about to mention that. That's so, what I had. Yeah. A Spider Man one thing of that. That was sick. I took that everywhere. Bro, I took that oh, thing. Yeah. Sleepover? That's coming. I took that thing everywhere. I slept on that thing rather I'm than going my to grandma bed and grandpa's. Sometimes. That's coming yeah, with like, me. Yeah, like that thing was sick. Um, but uh, the actual like the web slinger things that just sprayed silly string. Yeah. Um, got those all the time. But man, Spider Man is just uh, it can't you can't beat a character. Uh, for me, like Spider Man is just the character. Um. If I have to pick a character that is my comfort character, like I just any Spider-Man movie, probably the Tobey Maguire ones that are the most comfortable. But Into the Spider-Verse, like very comfort movie, like oh my comfort movie, yeah. So uh, it's uh, it's just Spider-Man, just Spider-Man's the fucking shit. Thank you, I Stan love Spider-Man. Lee. Thank you. There's Thank a reason. And Jack Kirby. Yeah. Jack Kirby. There's a reason Spider-Man was uh, Stan Lee's Steve favorite. Steve Ditko. Yeah, These men the, are the original. Oh, dude, the, the original Marvel guys, just a different level of creativity. But, uh, yeah, Spider-Man was, is just the absolute best. And it and you ask me on any, any other day, any other day other than today, if I have this idea on another day, maybe my number one isn't my number one. Mm. Uh, today is the birthday of the late great Carrie Fisher. Uh my number one is Leo Organa. It makes uh, I I knew this was going to be on here. I it makes sense. Duh, it's the only one left. So uh, yeah, and, and like it's, it's and I'm she's number one or number two, no matter what. Oh, like yeah. I there is not a character in Star Wars who I. I look at more like arguably and go, 
fuck, I love them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I just love Leia. You know, like, she is the absolute best. Uh, the resilient spirit, the, the, I mean, badass as fuck. I just, just imagine seeing her train with Luke. Like, us getting, can you, uh, if they ever somehow do that, like, somehow find a way to make that work, like, and give us just something and some if they ever, if they ever back, want I to, I just, I just want for them to be like, new. We're not going to do any of the CGI. Yeah. We're just gonna, we're gonna give these roles to two new people, and I need the Leia to be Billy Lord, her daughter, mm. who played her in the Rise of Skywalker clip, mm. where she is training with the like. I, I just need that to happen. If that if that's to happen, if it's going to be live action like that, I personally I want post Return of the Jedi animated adventures with Luke, Leia, Han, Lando, Chewie. I want that. Mm. I think that would be fucking awesome. It presents you like, I mean, this era that we're in with the Mandalorian, like a Clone Wars style mm-hmm. version of that. That'd be fucking mm. awesome. Uh, and it'd be stuff we like. Can you imagine seeing the original trilogy characters in that animation? It would be so jarring. Like, whoa. whoa! I can't even imagine what they'd look like. I don't know. That that is kind of weird to think about. I can imagine like Leia's hair in animation. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can their too, hair, for sure. But not their face. Either. I can't imagine their faces at face all. Is just like I, I have no idea how that would go. But uh, uh, and I know they do it, and I'd be like, duh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Leia uh, gets a lot of it from her mom. Ah, um, and that's why Padme also almost mm-hmm. made my top five here. Yeah, I uh, knew uh, like, I knew picking Obi Wan and Ahsoka would be safe because I knew you you were picking Leia. Like I knew you're picking Leia, so I'm like, if I'm gonna pick two Star Wars people, like I'm not gonna pick Leia. I'm gonna pick these two because I know you are picking Leia. Yeah, I appreciate. But that. Uh, like she she just she is the badass of the group. You know, like gets everyone through the jam. She's just the whenever the boys are being boys arguing, she gets, you know, everyone to calm down and, and, you know, get, get everyone level headed and everything. It's just her character, man. It's scruffy looking nerf herder. <laughs> Freaking scruffy looking. Making Han jealous, giving Luke a little smoochy smooch to freaking prove a know. point. Yep. Oops. Little did you know. Whoopsies. Uh, but that, you know, Luke didn't. I mean, like, you'd think... Okay. You'd think if they truly are these two massively powerful force beings, that being right next to each other, they wouldn't be like, whoa. Like, I feel this super deep connection with you. Don't know why. You know, like... Yeah. I feel so... You know, like, they didn't have... You know, I mean, obviously, like, it's the first movie... And they have to introduce concepts like that and everything. So, yeah, not mad, but like, it, no, it, I mean, like, if they if if you get like a modern day, uh, like reinterpretation of what the original trilogy was, like, kind of like what it was, change a couple details, given like the the mythos that has officially been built, like to this point, Luke and Leia are a dyad. Like that would have happened. Like if you were to, in theory. Mm. rewrite them like mm-hmm. that would have made perfect sense like oh, yeah. there's 
There's almost just, no way that wouldn't. It's have just been. interesting that a lot of like the just great shows or movies just involve incest in some way. It's just super strange. Why? Don't know. Like, rather not be in there, you know. But like in this case, like it's very a very mild form. Yeah, um, minute. It's really, not uh, even. It's not. It's not, not like a, an aunt and uncle fucking, yeah, or, uh, really or a brother even. and sister fucking, yeah. or like a like a one Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. Just a smooch, you know. Just a smooch. Uh, to prove <laughs> never, a point to to a dickhead at the time that you know turned into this. Yeah, I mean it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful it's plot a, and, and arc. And, and there's just there's just no character who like there's only one character who rivals Leia for me in terms of like being the good, just always there. And it's just like, how could you not love her? And it's Ahsoka. You got her. Like that's, that's the only other person who it's like, uh, inarguably, I don't know how, I don't when know how has you Ahsoka let like anyone down. I mean, other than leaving the Jedi order, but honestly, she did that for her. She had to. I get it. Like, yeah, she's letting the Jedi down, but like, understand. Fuck the Jedi like, yeah, at that point. fuck them at that point. Yeah. So like, she's still doing the right thing. Like, she's really just never re- let anyone down ever. <laughs> well, and that's that's another thing that I think Leia and Ahsoka have in common. They're they're far and away the most independent thinking mm. of the franchise. Like they they think for themselves know what they they decide to them what would be best for the people and are like I'm going to do all I can to pursue that. Honestly that it's is just what every woman in Star Wars is just like that. Hera Syndulla, Rey, Padme. She was so close. Rey was so close. Yeah. Like I and like I found myself like only considering like I thought I thought of Han and Obi Wan, but outside of that I was going Padme, Leia, Ahsoka, uh uh Hera Ray, like I was all over the place, mm-hmm. and I, I, I even like, I even almost went like, I thought Rose Tico at one point because mm-hmm. she has one line that's just like, that's it, it defines the whole franchise when mm-hmm. when she's like we like, I can't even remember what it is in this moment, but I remember I remember the like sentiment, and I was just like fuck, mm-hmm. I love her. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I'm glad that even back in '77. Uh, or whatever the year was that they still had a like an independent like woman role. Um, yeah, and they gave Leia like like just that role to have because she she just killed it, man. Like Carrie Fisher just killed the role. Nah, she's she was fantastic. I there's just I'm hard pressed for a character who who I enjoy more. I don't think there's ah I found the Rose Tico quote. Mm. That's that's how we're gonna win not fighting what we hate saving what we love Mm. and like that line like that truly defines all of star wars for me and like i think leia embodies that i think ahsoka i mean to a point embodied that like that rebel scene where she's fighting with anakin Mm -hmm. she's like i won't leave you not this time like i'm gonna save what i love that's the goal uh Obviously, he was Vader, so they're fighting. But uh, Vader is still Vader. Trying. She was trying. Uh, yeah. Vader, not really yeah. a comfort character, but uh, yeah, yeah. 
I almost went Anakin, but I was like, eh, no. Not a lot of comfort provided for me through Anakin. In fact, I'm mostly sad. Yeah, right? it is just <laughs> mostly really sad. Yeah. Until the end there. Until the end there. Uh, but alas, let's move on to these TV shows. What do you say? I'm ready. This is. I say uh... this one, let's kind of, uh, let's do, uh, you list your five one at a time, and let's just get like, you get a quick blurb in because I really want to talk about the movies. Yeah, and yeah. We, we took forty five minutes on the. Uh, so the a lot of my shows are uh, cartoons. Love it. Um, actually, every single one of them is animated. Um, Fuck yeah! There's not there's not one live action one on here actually, um, but it's kind of hard to order these. I'll start with number five. Uh, this one is number five. Is Courage the Cowardly Dog. Fuck yeah. Um, even though it's kind of a creepy, weird vibe show, I somehow just, I, every time it was on, I watched it and I just, I did too. And I, I just, hated it. Yeah, I hated it, but I loved it. It was such no, a- Oh yeah, they're like, so, I, you're right. Yeah. There was a comfort to it. it. There's, it's so different than every other cartoon. Like the style of it, the sky was different every episode. You know, like there, it was just a really cool styled episode or show. Um, but uh, I, I snuck it on there, like even though that it is weird, just because I watched it all, like all the time. Um, a number actually, of- actually, you know what? I have plenty of time. I thought I was limited for time. I have plenty of time. Let's go back and forth. We're gonna do the full thing. Okay. All right. Uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog. I not one. I didn't go with all the Cartoon Network. Mm. era once i thought about it but uh we talked briefly before this and i was like he's gonna hammer at that nostalgia <laughs> thing so i'm gonna i'm gonna try and uh yep. mix it up a little bit uh so my five here is uh the falcon and the winter soldier mm. yes and this is the one that i explained in the patreon would have one thing this has i mean like it has a few that i enjoy i love sam wilson becoming and sam and bucky's relation so forth um, but that last scene in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier at the at the party in in New Orleans, there's there's I'm hard pressed to find a Marvel scene a scene in all of Marvel that I enjoy more that makes me more mm. happy because like when whenever on and on by Curtis Harding mm. is just blaring in the background, you see all these people so overwhelmingly happy like everyone is just experiencing pure joy, and then you see. Bucky and Sam who have gone through a lot of shit recently just looking out over the water semi embracing as much as these two military men will and and being and just like looking off in the distance happy as hell and you know like I'm just like god fuck yeah I love this and so and and thus the Falcon and the Winter Soldier gets my five spot here perhaps recency bias maybe but uh, I love it. Super un- underrated. Like, <clears throat> it's the show deserves so much more attention than it gets. It does. It does. But uh, nevertheless, uh, let's let's hear your four. Let's hear your four out. Uh, this these are very hard to uh, to put one above the other. These shows, uh, they're all very nostalgic and very just great to me. Um, but I would say regular show is going to be my four. 
Um, okay. Regular show is like you can start the episode with a rock, paper, scissors battle, and you'll end with a intergalactic music dance off to save the universe. You know, like it's it's a show that truly can take you anywhere. And it's just funny, and they're very self-aware. The regular it's... show, and uh, there's another there's another animated series for that's like right in the same vein as the regular show. I can't remember what it is. Adventure mm. Time. That is my number uh, three. Okay, actually. cool. We'll get those back to back, and then yep. I'll go. I, I'm gonna say here, these these two are perfect examples of shows that. Um, were probably pitched as adult entertainment mm. for stoners. Mm. And then we're like, we could actually take this to Cartoon Network and make it for kids. Just clean it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like that show is made for people who smoke weed. Oh, 100%. Like Adventure Time and like the visuals, literally that just happens sometimes with these shows. We're just like, oh, okay. Like, like Man, it. so you got – I know what one of your top two is now. I uh, yeah. I don't know what the other is. Uh, uh, but, man, Adventure Time – You and, actually uh, do know both of them. Well, I will know both of them, but, like, I I, I have a firm idea of – Oh, wait, no, I do know both of them. Yeah. I do know both of them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Adventure Time and Regular Show, ones that, like, I'm, I'm glad you put because I'm not well-versed mm. in them nearly mm. enough to have put them so oh I, I like... man dude adventure time like if you like this is a show that you can actually sit down and watch like there's actually like a, a story that goes like throughout like if you like watch it actually and mm. it's like it can make you cry like it it will make you cry like it okay. will make you cry i'm in like, i mean i'll give it a shot oh it is oh it's so good adventure time is really good regular show is just something to put on when you just want to yeah. You know, just sit back, just relax, and have something wild go on on screen. I get you. you know, like, all right, all right. But yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad those made this list here. Um, all right, all right. For my next one, I'm bouncing back between two animated things. Mm. One of them is going to make my list. The other is actually not even going to be my three. It's just going to get bounced. Wow. Uh, yeah. Insane. What what's the word I'm looking for? Logic? No, uh, it just insane. Um, uh, uh, insane, uh, uh Wow, what? Um, Sophie's choice. An insane plot Conundrum. twist. It's like, but there's a word that's like a an insane climax. Maybe an insane. Um, I don't know. Something. Yeah. What is an insane plot twist? I, I ultimately though, what I'm gonna what I'm gonna go here. I'm going to go with The Bad Batch. Mm. Fantastic show. This, I would have gone with The Clone pick. Wars. I would have mm. gone with The Clone Wars. Uh, there's seven seasons of The Clone Wars. Uh, however, I can say honestly that the the visuals in The Bad Batch are what make it mm. the comfort. Uh, not so much. I mean, like the characters too. Omega was was up there for one of my comfort characters. Mm. I almost threw her in my top five. Uh, but the Bad Batch. I mean, fuck, dude. I mean, you can hear us raving about it for sixteen straight episodes on the Bad Batch bitches. That's we true. loved that, and it's 
it is one that I can turn on pretty much any episode and I'm, I'm guaranteed to be entertained uh, mm. no matter what. Uh, and it's, it's, it is kind of that uh, kickback, let it wash over me. And it, it, it's, it's that melting pot of star Wars, everything we love. Like, mm. it's just, it's, it's perfect. It's, it's a perfect animated series for me. And uh, I can understand why it lost some people's attention uh, there towards the end, but I don't know. I wasn't, I love the stakes of the story. I love all of Crosshair potentially returning and Hunter being taken in and all this shit, like Omega being hunted for and stuff. But like, I'm, I'm, I'm there less for the story and more for mm. what it's become. Like it's become a melting pot of everything we've seen throughout the star Wars universe. And every week you're going to get something that makes you go, God damn, that reminds me of this. It's God where, damn, that reminds me of this. It's where the animators wanted to be like 10 years ago, you know, like, like it, it, this is like, we have the technology now where we can animate how like truly like to you the vision. want it. To, yeah. The vision is put on screen now and it's, there's, there's very minimal distance between vision and what's on screen now, just with technology, whether it's live action or animation and like the bad batch is just a perfect example. Like this animation style is just so cool the visuals are so great, like the the literal wallpaper shots that they do, you know, literally like just the Andy. they just sit there for like five to, you know, seven seconds. You're just sitting there looking at this landscape or like, you know, some cars driving on a highway or, you know, the Star Wars equivalent, whatever a highway is called. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's just it is a very beautiful show just very comfortable and, and and ultimately that's that's what propels it to be on this comfort show list for me and uh I, and frankly for me they went 16 for 16 there's not an episode i don't enjoy i can't say that for the clone wars you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like i there are honestly episodes of the clone wars that i just wasn't that into that's uh, true. and obviously tons more episodes you're gonna have that uh that was meant for tv that was before yeah. streaming was a thing, and it was just a different time in TV. Now, right. like, we get shows that are really dive, you know, deeper into and really are – I don't know. I'm glad. This is a good, just a great era. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. That we're in for, for TV. Uh, and with that, I'm going to move on to a uh, my three since you, since you leveled mm-hmm. out the uh, regular show in Adventure Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stranger Things. Mm, what a show. Yeah. And, and like it's 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 been there for me since 2016 or whatever. I think it was 2016. And I remember I watched that like I watched that the day it dropped. I didn't know why. I was just like mm-hmm. this looks cool. Fuck it. And mm-hmm. then I was immediately like I finished season 1 that day and I'm like fuck. Oh, that was awesome. You know like and I every every year the past couple years, whenever they were putting them out pretty regularly, uh, when season two and three came, I was so excited for them. Like I mm. stayed up until 2 AM, watched the first episode, mm-hmm. went to bed and watched the next nine the next day or whatever. Like it's that was Netflix hit like gold just with this cast. I think oh. it's the cast, like the vibe of the show, like the eighties, just like, just a, that's, that's what knocks it out of the part mm, two epic era. Um, the, the, David the Harbour, Winona uh, Ryder, Millie Bobby uh, Brown, Finn Wolfhard, uh, Jonathan, uh, Natalia Dreyer, and like, 
Charlie Heaton. Every character, fucking... every single character in this show, like, has a storyline. Like, the the only people who don't have a storyline are, like, the boring dad. That's just yeah. boring dad. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, literally. Like The mom, fun fact, you will eventually see Mike and uh, Mike's mom. Mm-hmm. The one who hits on Billy in season two. Mm-hmm. You will see her in The Sopranos. Really? Yeah, Cara Buono. Interesting. Like, 20, like 15 years younger. Hmm. Billy, that's another man. Um... Yeah. I, yeah. Who, Stranger Things Stranger Things is the shit, though. And, I, don't, uh, I don't blame her. But yeah, that that's... Uh, is it bigger? I, I'm curious, because I think Squid Game is like approaching the numbers that Stranger Things was. Like, Stranger Things has been the biggest thing on Netflix, like, forever. Like, and nothing has come close. Like, nothing. Um, I think Squid Game is, like, almost approaching where Stranger Things is, or was, which is kind of insane. Well, I, every every couple of years, there's, there's something from Netflix that just goes fucking boom. You know, like, uh, mm. and, like, that's what's crazy about Netflix, too, is they don't even know which one's going to hit. They just put out so much shit that something mm-hmm. is going to hit. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I remember in 2018 or whatever, like Bird Box. Mm-hmm. Remember fucking Bird Box? Mm-hmm. Like that took over the internet for like two weeks, and I watched it, and I was like, "Fucking for real? This is this is this is the most popular movie in the world right now." Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Squid Games is like the most relevant example right now. Obviously, that's been popping the fuck off. Uh, but yeah, Stranger Things, even before Bird Box, that was the Halloween costumes every year with uh, Eleven carrying the Egos and having the jean jacket and the skirt and the long socks. Like, that's that's an, the blonde wig, an iconic, an iconic look, an iconic costume mm. design. And that's something that Stranger Things brings to the table every single year is that it's it's just the aesthetics mm. uh, regard like. It's it's going to knock you off your fucking feet. Uh, I I love Stranger Things and uh, is there a I can't get enough of it. Date on when the next season's coming out? There is not. My theory, as it stands, uh, we got the first season, which culminated around like Christmas, and then the second season was set around Halloween. This last rec- this most recent season was Fourth of July, and the timing of like their trailers. And all this, my guess is Valentine's Day. I'm guessing February 2022. 100%. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Valentine, the boxes at school mm-hmm. were de- Oh, oh, yeah. Wait, are they They're in high school, high school, school now? They're, not. They're yeah. in high school now. Dang. That's crazy. No, like, they're going to be like, I don't know. They're old. Like no, they're like, like they're they're by the time like the four like the fifth season could potentially come out, they would straight up be at like they'll straight up be playing seniors in high school. I know they'll milk this shit as long as they can, but they will be college age playing seniors in high school. That's crazy that they're, they're like they're they're seniors like right now, like in real life, aren't they? Or maybe 17, juniors, si- like 16, 17, 18 oh in that era. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. That's wild, like, just seeing how young they look in season one. 
Like, they, well, my thing like, is that if there's a chance, if there's like a moment in time at the end of season three, they absolutely set themselves up so that they could go time gap. Mm. Like, time passed. Okay. Like, they are older now. Like, I, I hope, I kind of hope that's what they do. Mm. Uh, but then again, you can't go too far into the future because then you lose what the Stranger Things has started as the 80s. Like, that's what it's about. Uh, and I can't imagine they want to stray too far away from that or stray too far into the nineties at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's hard. That's a tough decision. Like, I mean, you just kind of have to, cause the kids like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, TV, like you can make them look younger. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But, but like, I'm, I'm, at... I, I, I trust whatever they're doing. They're gonna yeah. do something great, and whatever it is, it's going it's gonna kick ass. Like the, Netflix knows that this is their like baby. This is their pride and joy. This is the best thing they've ever created. Like, and they need to hit it out of the park. Like, I don't know. I like this is a show where honestly they just can't fail. You just put these characters on screen for a couple of, like however many episodes they give us and we will love it no matter what. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I just looked through all the ages of the of the main kids. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown, 17. Uh, Finn Wolfhard, 18. Noah Schnapp, mm. which is Will, 17. Uh, Gatton Matarazzo, who is uh, Dustin, 19. And Caleb McLaughlin, who is, uh, uh, oh, shoot. What's his name in the show? Lucas. Lucas. Uh, uh, Lucas is 20. Really? Yeah. So, like, they have to do a time jump. Like, oh, you yeah. have no option. I'm pretty sure at the end of the last season, they were freshmen. Ooh. They, yeah. They just, like, depending on when they filmed, though, because, like, they... They They've all had just this hit, in the bag like, for a while. Up. Like, they all just hit their glow up, like, their puberty, like, you know? Like, they yeah. all look like adults now, like, in their face. Like, they have that grown-up-ish face now. Especially especially Caleb McLaughlin and uh, and uh, Dustin. Yeah. They're like, start- holy yeah. shit. They're starting to look grown-up, and, like, there's just no way you can be, like, they're sophomores in high school. That's a 15-year-old. Yeah, like... Because uh, then we're getting into Riverdale yet. territory, and boy, yeah. oh boy, does Riv- is Riverdale hard to watch. Yeah. Those people who look like they've graduated college already. <laughs> those those are mid-20s to late-20s, and they are playing 15- and 16-year-olds. I can't stand it. Um, and, like, we know what Dylan's... Or is that Cole? Whichever, That's Cole. Yeah, we know what Cole looked like when he was young. Like, you know, we already have that info. So, like, it's there's already the disconnect. It's yeah, like, already, instantly. You're telling me Lily Reinhardt is 15. <laughs> yeah, that show You're is... telling me KJ Appa is 15. Like, none of these characters are 15. Mm-mm. If that's what 15-year-olds look like... Whoa! I'm gonna cut that out. I'm gonna cut that out. <laughs> yeah, that was that. <laughs> what's your uh, what's your two? What's your two? Yeah, my two. Uh, this one is uh, a new show. Um, pretty brand new. 
Um, it comes from Marvel, and it is What If, and it God has damn. been my comfort show ever since it's come out. I've just rewatched every episode over and over. Maybe an emphasis on the last two yeah. um, that I watch more often than others for reasons that I think you guys understand. If you've been with us for a while, you know Joe's <laughs> kind of hooked on Ultron. But the show overall is just, oh, I don't know. As a Marvel fan, it's just pure, it's what if. It just doesn't matter. You know, there's no, it's just awesome storytelling. It's just, sorry, bumped the mic there, but it's just, it's fantastic. I don't know. It's just Love. all out there. Mm, I cannot wait for season two or just whatever they're doing with the show. I cannot wait. Like It's going to be fantastic. Mm. I mean, like, I, I love season one. And uh, it's it's probably, I mean, the comic series itself been going on for decades now. Like, it was one of the best ideas Marvel ever had to have something that's like, fucking, what if we did that? <laughs> you know, like, like, people were in the writer's room going, what if we did this? What if we did this? What if we did this? And they were like, hold the fuck up. What if we just did an idea for all of these? <laughs> what if we can literally do whatever we want? Literally. We have infinite possibility. It's fantastic. And that's the advantage of multiverse in all of comic book media. <laughs> uh, this is a money move. <laughs> they saw oh, this yeah. and they were like, oh, anything we want? Millions of dollars? Yeah, we'll take it. Okay. <laughs> we'll make it happen. <laughs> Uh, but nah, dude, I, I, and I mean, we, we had a couple episodes covering our feelings on what if me and, uh, Aurora talked it along with Shang-Chi back on, uh, back a few weeks ago. I think that was episode 131. And then we got together to discuss the back half of what if, uh, episodes six through nine on episode 137. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that was, uh, that was a lot of fun, but, mm. uh, just a yeah, beautiful show. I, it's just a wonderful show. Uh, yeah, if you want more on What If, you, you you better get your ass over there and check out those episodes. We're trying to get the listens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, hell yeah, that's that's a great one. And uh, for the first time in a little bit, I'm going to stray away from the, uh, the comic book stuff okay. or Star Wars stuff. I'm going How I Met Your Mother. Okay. Uh, this is the mm-hmm. first show I ever binged. Uh, I was 14, and uh, I I was ready for a show. You know, I was like, you know what? Let's watch something nice and easy. I'll breeze through it. It was back when it was on Netflix. I I watched that show several times through very fast. Hmm. Like, I loved that show. And uh, I couldn't tell you exactly what. I think uh, more than anything... You know, I think, I think I enjoy how I met your mother more than friends. And I think it's because the nineties feels like a period piece to me. while how I met your mother feels more modern. I think that's really it. Like, I think that's just the bottom line. And Mm -hmm. that's why I, how I met your mother resonates more with me and so on and so forth. And, uh, the fact that the story is being told to kids in the future made me feel like, ah, the story is just being told to me about 2005. And I, I was, I was basically there, you know, but hmm. it's, yeah, it's, it's a, a lot of fun. And I uh, don't know why, but the like title alone just never made me watch the show. 
I don't know why. I can't like, blame you. No, I, I like I got the reason I ever watched it was actually because a friend of mine showed me a random episode mm. and like, I'm glad they showed me this episode at this specific time because hmm. maybe I watched completely different yeah. television. Cause I was like, like, I was like under the idea, like, Oh, this is just like an adult show. Like how I met your mother. Like, I don't know. I just was like, this is just an adult show. It it came on a lot, like after two and a half men for some yeah. reason, like after dinner, two and a half men would always come on right after we'd have dinner and we like my family would just sit down and watch it and then after two and a half men how i met your mother would come on and but that's when i went upstairs so like i always like associated how i met your mother with just like oh i'm done adult time you know yep i'm done you know i'm going back up to my room now so it's like that's why i've just never watched it like that's so interesting yeah. now i can't recommend it enough it's uh it's it's personally probably my favorite sitcom of all time. And there's, there's certainly a degree of nostalgia that goes with that. It is the first one mm. that I binged, you know, like, uh, all, all the way through. And I mean, I caught episodes of friends and I caught episodes of that 70s show prior to that, but I never watched them. You know mm. what, you know what I mean? And, uh, mm -hmm. after how I met your mother, I, I can owe it all to how I met your mother. Like my, my obsession with TV, my obsession with entertainment, I, that's that's what started it, and I it took off from there, uh, and uh, I, I I just love that show, the ups and downs, and it's one of the it's one of the first shows like I and across all the sitcoms I can really as far as I can tell that is not afraid of the uh, the callback, but not just the callback to earlier this episode or last week or two two weeks ago. Mm. Like a like a a full on ongoing long running joke that has happened every single season. At some point, they bring it up, and it's always a reference to the first time it happened in season one. Like and like, you get one in season eight, and it's like, damn, like you <laughs> like you you feel like you're a part of this uh, yeah, of yeah. the crew because you are in on the shit they reference. And I I enjoy I enjoy stuff like that. Uh, Sounds but, fun. Uh, yeah, it is. Oh, it's fun. a lot of fun. I can't recommend it enough. Uh, but yeah, I don't have much else to say. And I've talked about it a couple times on the podcast. I couldn't tell you what episode. It was so long ago. But uh, yeah, that's my number two. What you got at number one? Number one, and I feel so bad that I didn't like think of this while I was making my list. Um, but like now that it was brought up, it's so obviously my number one, and it's Tom and Jerry. Um, like, I don't know of another show that I just mindlessly consumed at just, just levels that was probably unhealthy. Like, Tom and Jerry was always on for the longest span of time. Like, if it's yeah. on, Tom and Jerry's on forever. Like, you can watch it for so that long. That was my like, shit. And it I had a DVD. Have to say a word. That's the thing. No. The show doesn't even have to say a word. And it's oh, it's just it's fantastic. I had these uh, I had these DVDs, Tom and Jerry DVDs, and one of them was uh, Tom and Jerry on a with like a, a crystal ball in front of them. I can't even remember what it was called now, but that was one of them. And then another one was like uh, at a uh, golf course, and they like ran around the hole and dove in and stuff and et cetera, et cetera. But dude, Tom and Jerry was my shit when I was younger. Uh, I think. Uh, and what's so fascinating and like what makes me like so proud of that is the fact that it didn't have words and stuff and that it is really like the last cartoon 
the way that it is. And we got to see it mm-hmm. like it was on while we like while we were because like that's, that's true. that was more in the vein of earlier Looney Tunes and mm-hmm. shit like that, like from the 70s Classic and 80s and 90s. Yeah. And like we like Tom and Jerry was still going on and we got to watch it when we were younger. So like that made me that made me feel like I was a part of something really cool as I got, as I got like a little bit older, like when I was Mm. like, I don't know, seven, eight. And I was still watching Tom and Jerry. I'm like, God damn. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like this is something people watched a long time ago. Uh, but yeah, like my little brothers, they didn't watch Tom and Jerry. They they Mm -hmm. don't even fuck with it. They didn't, they didn't want, they didn't want to, nobody speaks in this. Wow. It's, I mean, it's like, I don't know. It's like they're forced to be so much more creative because they can't speak. Like they're just forced to do things in like such creative ways. And like just everything is just like, I don't know. And just how, I don't know. Like there's always an outsmart in every episode. There's always, you know, little tricks that are just super creative, like ways. I don't know. It's just such a, it is just a comfort show maybe it's this is there music in the background that normally plays yeah, that i'm yeah they, like just that's like, that's what they do they had like the like to a that went with their motions and added like uh, and that's what makes it so creative is like it's an ensemble of things it's not like and without the voice acting and it's still getting the message across like you know exactly how tom and jerry are feeling at any given moment you know what the beef is you know what's happening you know the beef you get on site it's on site they're ready to fight i guess some there are some times where they do respect each other but uh, usually it's after a long day where they're just exhausted and they just can't i always admired that they like they also like had a solidarity when it came to other like uh other people fucking with them Mm. it was like nah nah this mouse is mine to fuck with and Mm -hmm. i fuck with that cat Mm -hmm. uh it's Tom and Jerry out here. Yeah, it's Tom and Jerry. No one else. Come around this way, you will be clapped. <laughs> uh, fuck yeah, man. That's a great number one. That's mm. a fantastic number one. And it's on HBO. It so is on HBO. Right next to The Sopranos, way back to uh, to tie in The Sopranos once more real quick. Uh, oh, yeah. Just to get a mention in there. Um, so I'll just have it right along right along The Sopranos, just one click away. I'll have Hell it right yeah. there. Hell yeah. Uh, my number one is the Mandalorian, mm. uh, directed by John Favreau, uh, written by John Favreau, who appears in, uh, the Sopranos. Uh, it's, of course. of course, uh, the first live action Star Wars show, you know, and every episode it's, it's what the Bad Batch brings me, but even more authentic because it's live action. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I'm watching star wars at its finest here and uh and i I don't mean to say even more authentic because it's live action but i mean like i feel i feel like i did when i was watching the movies because of it being live action Mm -hmm. Uh, and you got grogu in there and you got grogu in there and i gotta tell you if there is any episode that has like become a comfort episode it's the one you were talking about earlier where he eats the eggs and they're chased by spiders and stuff. Like, I don't know why, mm. but I revisit that episode so much mm. and I love it. Yeah. Whenever I go back and watch the Mandalorian, 
you'd think I would just watch the finale and, you know, just watch Luke go off. But, like, usually it's just, like, the cuter moments of, like, you know, Din becoming a dad and, you know, like, Oh, and, and there's a certain better uh, at it. And... There's a certain rewatch, like, when it comes to Luke coming up in that finale. I enjoyed and loved the way I felt so much the first time I watched it. Mm. I'm like, I don't even really need to rewatch it. That's you know true. what I'm saying? That's like, true. Yeah. I, I remember that scene. Yes. I don't need to rewatch it. Like that, it, like the, the feeling I got the first time I watched that unmatched by any other media I've ever watched. Like it the was... only thing that ever came close was, uh, Captain America throwing Mjolnir in Endgame. That was the only thing that ever made me go, oh, fuck yeah, the way that this did. Okay. You know what I'm that's, saying? That's fair. This was a moment in film that is just a cut above. Like, like while watching, like I was crying, I was smiling, I was... Just every emotion, all over yeah, my just body. literally every emotion possible was just like, okay, this is like, this is why I love Star Wars, like for right here. Like, and it was, there was, there was this other thing too, is that like, I, I personally love the Luke Skywalker we got in The Last Jedi. I think that's a great, that's a great version of that character. I, I also just hadn't seen this Luke Skywalker though. In my like in my lifetime, that wasn't put on screen. This uh, Luke Skywalker in the prime of his uh, in the prime of his ability and stuff, uh, and and seeing him pop up and it being like it was just the shock because like going into season two, I'm like, I mean, in theory, it would make sense if I mean Luke showed up and took Grogu, but I didn't think it was gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I was like, yeah. that's like how would they even make that happen? They're not gonna make that happen. There's no way. And then, and then they, they said just it's did. a single X-wing, and from that moment on, on, man, like... You got it. Ah, uh, like, I... Okay, the single X-Wing, I'm like, Luke? Like, that was, like, the... The what? But And then, then when he's pulling in and Grogu's ears perk up, bro, I was like, oh, fuck. But then, oh, when fuck. I, whenever the, like, the line came out, like, one X-Wing, and, like, that's never gonna be We're enough. Saved. Like, yeah, that's never... Yeah, or, like, that. I was like, oh. It's our man. Like, come on. It it is the dude. There's no one else it could be at this moment. Like, ah, uh, and then like the f- official freak out was whenever I saw green. Like, whenever the green, what like mm, whenever he walked on the screen and it was the black glove holding the saber, come green glowing, and the sound the come on, of the lightsaber, bro. and then. Fuck man, that was just that's just the most uh it's there's not a lot and then like the way it's capped off beyond the Luke Skywalker thing. It's the most emotional scene in the show because of Din saying goodbye Cried to Grogu. like a baby, bro. Cried like a baby, bro. Holy like crap. I can't tell you the emotion <laughs> like I can't tell you how emotional I got when Din took off his helmet and this man had tears in his eyes. He was not wanting to say goodbye to this baby, and he knew he had to. And boy, oh boy, did that fuck me up. It was, uh, it was very, like, they developed that father-son relationship so hard just for that moment. And it's like, it's so brutal. 
Like it's... we got so connected, so connected, and then they're like, "Well, and they'll see each other get, again." He promised. Him, yeah. He promised. He has to, right? He has to. He promised. Kylo doesn't kill him. No, I I really don't think that happened. Just because, like, they can't kill the kid. I think, well, not just that. I just think it would be a really anticlimactic part of Grogu's story. It's like, well, obviously, that's what we would think would happen. Because you know what actually happened? I'm guessing Din comes and picks him up before then. Grogu is the one who actually turned evil, burnt down the village, and then Kylo was like, seize the opportunity, grant, you know. Vader, he was a cool guy. Let me uh, maybe try to be like him. I don't know. This Jedi shit's kind of boring. And... It was me. It was me. I did it. So there's uh, Darth uh, Darth Grogu out there somewhere. Or uh, Darth Grogu. Yeah, Darth Grogu. Eh, doesn't really roll. Yeah, doesn't really He'll work. figure it out, though. doesn't really roll like Darth Jar Jar. You know, Darth Jar Jar rolls so well that it's like an actual believable theory. But yeah. Darth Grogu, he's just too nice of a guy. I'd even I'd even venture the statement that Darth Binks, oh, is uh, is hard. Ooh, Count Binks, Count Jar Jar, Darth Binks, Darth Jar Jar, Darth Emperor Binks. Ooh, ooh, Supreme Leader Binks. <laughs> Binks hits hard, bro. He's got Binks a, is dope. I don't a, know why I haven't considered that. He's got more. a good family name. But hell yeah, I'm ready to move on to uh to movies. <laughs> oh, and yeah. uh, you know what? I'll kick it off. Okay. I'll kick it off here with my five because it is so relevant. Uh The Phantom Menace, Darth Binks. Uh Let's bro, go. <laughs> I love The Phantom Menace. It is far and away the most uh nostalgic Star Wars movie for me. Uh I remember like being in awe whenever the smoke is pouring out of the room, the the protocol droid comes waddling out like, oh my. And then you you see the blue and green sabers and it's just like, gah, this is the shit. And pod racing, pod racing, pa- Padme, the reveal. Dude, the fact that Padme could shield her true identity from Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Goated. Yo, she's she's got some strong fucking will right there. Goated. That's a strong. That's a strong woman. Shows how independent because they're Jedi. Is. Yep, they're Jedi. They like can literally sense your sense when you're lying. Not Padme. Not Padme. Uh, but yeah, and then I mean, I mean, to contrast the Mandalorian talk when we say he has to come back, he promised, mm. and he does promise his mother, I'm gonna come back and free you. Boy, oh boy, did that not work out. Technic- she freed herself, Technic- got married. Technically, he freed her from life. I mean, he was there for her in the end. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he did well. Well, yeah, he didn't. Well, he pretty much killed his mom. It was pretty much his own doing. Like, it. it ah. it's all his fault. It's all it's all Palpatine's fault, actually. Yeah, it's Palpatine's. It's not Anakin's but... fault. It's not Anakin's fault. He killed them kids, though. He and I, I don't think his mom would really stand for that too much longer. So. Women and the children, too. Uh, it's actually interesting. I'm reading that Kenobi novel, and they give you like a they give you a Tuscan Raider character who you follow, and like you get the thoughts of, and you see the inner workings of Tuscan tribes, and it is really interesting because. Uh, 
like mixing it with the Mandalorian and what we've seen in the movies and what I'm reading now, it's so it's so weird whenever Tuscans are framed so evil. Mm. Because like I've seen what happens when you just talk to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're very territorial. Well, and that, like, like that's, that's just... a part of this book is that like mm-hmm. one of them sees a woman, like a human woman, do well with a bantha, like like tell a bantha where to go and stuff. Because I guess the thing is that humans can't control banthas, but Tuscan raiders can like really get along. So he sees that he sees that this woman can do this with this bantha and goes, "Holy shit, hold up, maybe she's cool, maybe she's one of us." So like it really is, it really is mm. just like, hey, you gotta relate to them a little bit, and then they'll be cool. Like you just gotta, yeah, you can't just whip out the lightsaber and chop off all their heads. They just got a creepy scream, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like I mean that 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 would haunt my nightmares if that was real in my universe, you know. I mean, oh, yeah. and like the gun in front, like yeah. But uh, understandably, yeah, just sit down and do a little hand motion and yeah, good to go. Oh, yeah, see, and I, I I love the Phantom Menace though. Uh, I can't get enough of it. It's it's definitely. I mean, it's not the prequel movie I've revisited the most, but uh, it's on its way there. Uh, and I, I will say there's probably a degree of like a weird recency bias here. I've only come to truly appreciate the Phantom Menace within the last like couple years. I've mm. always fucked with the other movie that, you know, I'm talking about, uh, mm-hmm. it's my Phantom number Menace, five. Though. We'll just go ahead and, oh yeah. Revenge, go of the ahead. Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just go oh, ahead. Hell yeah. Like these there. are the two. I mean, Attack of the Clones, solid, but these two stand out far and away in the prequel trilogy for me. Uh, just because, I mean, the one that starts it and the one that ends it. Like, it's mm-hmm. just like, they're always, like, ironically enough, because The Empire Strikes Back is considered the best of the original trilogy, which is kind of strange, but, uh, hmm. Interesting things to think Why about. Why is just it? Pondering. You know? I, 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 I get it. I do. I really I think... think Return of the Jedi is just. Like, why is that, like, just not... I don't know. I feel like Return More of... on that later. Yeah, but, uh... Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 like... I don't know. I don't know, like, why Empire is just always... Consi- I mean, it is just really good. It's fucking good. It's fucking good. Now that good. I think it, about, like, all and the like, teams... And, like, if you look at it objectively, it has the biggest twist in cinematic history. Like, yeah. One of the biggest twists in cinematic history. Now that I'm, like, like looking we just, at we're what born knowing that. Movie, yeah, but like if if you're just like watching it in and of itself, that's a reveal, you know, yeah. and huge. I get it now. But but yeah, Revenge of the Sith, you know, it's it's the other prequel movie that, you know, you just come back to. It's it's Anakin versus Obi-Wan, the fight that you know, I, me and my brother reenacted 500 times. I'm Obi-Wan, he's Anakin. He was the one with the anger management problems, so it fit. I was the one who was always just collected and didn't really have to want to fight. So it, it fit that I was the Obi-Wan. Made sense. Um, and uh, we uh, would eventually play, you know, role play so hard. The floor was lava. We put pillows down to like jump onto the things that would like float. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And so I jumped off the couch to, onto my floaty thing. And I landed on my leg so wrong that my femur snapped in half. And that's how I broke my leg when I was seven, like seven or six or something years old. Yeah, Damn. we were reenacting that fight, and I was jumping onto my floaty thing as Obi-Wan, lightsaber in hand, 
and bam, femur snapped in half. Man. Should have drank more milk. That's that's an interesting Star Wars what if. What if Obi-Wan jumped onto that cliff and broke his fucking leg? Exactly. Could have happened. What if Obi-Wan didn't drink a lot of milk, you know? It's true. It's true. What if he didn't what if he couldn't cushion his fall with, you know, force force yeah. ability? <laughs> yeah. I mean, The Revenge of the Sith is just a masterpiece though. Mm. And uh I do think uh there's one thing I have that's a complaint about Revenge of the Sith, and it's what they left out of the movie. Uh, like, I, I wish we would have got the Padme Amidala scenes where she's planting the seeds for the rebellion. Like, those those scenes are, like, left out, and they would have been mm. fantastic to have even that further parallel between Leia and Padme being the, the generals of the, of the rebellion. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean... It's got that, I mean, just, like, that, just the quotes between Anakin and Obi-Wan, like, at the end there are just so ingrained into my brain. Like, it's so, it's like one of the only movie quotes that I know, like, by heart. Revenge of the Sith and Dark Knight are probably the only two movies that I can quote, like, a lot of the movie. And obviously, like, you turn her against me. Like, uh, from that point on, like, everyone knows all that. Yeah, yeah. But, man, I don't know. It's just a... What a movie, man. Not that business on Kato Naimoida. That uh, doesn't count. Man, it's definitely uh, my most comfortable Star Wars movie. Is Revenge I get that. I get that. Mm-hmm. So that's the only Star Wars one you'll have. Uh, Yeah, it is the only I'll Star have. Wars I'll one. have one more. I'll have one more. Uh... But not for a while. The four here, for me, is uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Mm. Uh, this is one that I actually didn't discover until like 2018, and as I as I stated uh, in the Patreon, there was a stint in 2018 where I was horribly depressed. Uh, I happened upon this movie during that horrible stint, and uh, I watched it nine nights straight. Mm. Uh, like that was the com- that was the level of comfort it was bringing me, and for that it will always hold a special place in my heart. Uh, I love Michael Sarah; he's funny as hell. <laughs> uh, I love Elizabeth Mary Elizabeth Winstead; uh, she's awesome, and I love her in Birds of Prey as uh, the Huntress. But uh, there's just so much to love about the movie: the video game aesthetic and stuff. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I don't have much else to say about it, honestly. Uh, it's just a fun movie, and it makes me happy. It's Def- kind of it. Yeah, definitely a, a movie that is visited often. Just a, a movie that can just be thrown on and very comfortable. Mm. I uh, didn't didn't think about it, but now that you say it, it is it is definitely uh, a comfort movie of my own. Um, I think for a lot of people, just my just like Michael Sarah, like those like group of guys, um, like the. Uh, like super bad, like the yeah, Scott Michael Pilgrim, Sarah, Jonah Hill, the, Seth Rogen, Bill yeah, Hader, like, mm-hmm, the those yeah, that type, like those are always like super like fun movies just to like throw back on and oh, and, the, and that watch. like so many of those almost made this list. I almost mm-hmm. threw like Pineapple Express <laughs> and Super Bad and all this shit. Like it all, it all almost made it. It all mm. almost made it. Mm. Ooh, what's your uh, what's your four here? It's uh, robots. The, uh, oh, man. Rock- on HBO 2, same as uh, The Sopranos. Let's go. Same as The Sopranos, obviously. You know, one of the just, wow, what a show. Um, tying back into robots, though, 
uh, R- Rodney freaking Copperbottom, the coolest freaking, Rob, freaking the coolest freaking robot in town. He's an like basically an engineer, like what I'm growing up to be. This dude, I looked up to this dude. Yeah, Rodney was my man. Had Robin Williams as like his best friend. That performance was freaking amazing. Dude, um, he kills. He killed everything. And like, he was so good. This movie is just so creative. Like my like the most comfort scene in the movie is uh, whenever Rodney gets to uh, whatever the town is called. Uh, what's the big guy called? I couldn't tell you. I haven't seen oh robots my in years. God, the big guy. He's like, you know, the big robots cast. And okay, Robin Williams played Fender. Okay. Gotcha. I remember Fender. Aunt Fanny. Oh, you gotta remember Aunt Fanny, bro. Aunt Fanny. Gotta remember Aunt Fanny. Oh my Big Weld. Big Weld. Big Weld. That was the the big dude with the big company yeah. and that's who Rodney took over. But uh whenever he got to the city and then like he was put in the in like the the like little circle thing and then they like it was basically like a Rube Goldberg machine and they were just flying through the city like you know like going through all these like slingshots and holes and like tracks that like led like I don't know it was just like just super cool and like, oh, yeah. I don't know. I just th- that movie's just uh, it's a vibe. It's uh, it'll never get old. That DVD was so scratched up because we watched it so much. Like we that DVD's been through like hell. Like we had to buy so many copies of this movie. Like, I love, I love, I love those movies. Mm-hmm. I got, I got a few of them. But like, first one that comes to mind. This isn't on my list. Scratched up DVD. Megamind. Mm. Dude, I love me some Megamind. What a movie. Ahead of its time, honestly. Well, that's what's crazy. It, like, what's crazy about Megamind is that, like, that's, that's like, really a kid's movie. That came out when I was, like, 12. Like, that wasn't, that's, like... Wait, really? That came out in 2012? I'm thinking it was later. Like, it wasn't like we were... It wasn't aughts. It was definitely what, the 10. 10? Oh, it was 2010 on the dot? Yeah. Okay, that makes me feel, that makes me feel better about it. Dang. Ahead of its time. That felt that fifth grade. That feels like a 2018 movie. Like, honestly. it really does. Like, you watch that; it's aged like fine wine. Bro. It's good. It's it's, good it's fantastic. It's a good movie. Uh, but yeah, I. Uh, that's not on my list. I just love <laughs> that movie. Uh, but yeah, robots. That's that's, and I mean, like robots. It's robots. It's robots. Man. His dad's a dishwasher of all things. He's a dishwasher robot. And he was destined to be a dish. Rodney was destined to be a dishwasher. Oh no, no, no! One would argue that dishwashers are already robots. Yeah, why don't they just have a dishwasher? Like, why did it have to be a robot? Why do you have to have a dishwasher on him? Why couldn't he just? Plot hole. Scratch this. This movie doesn't belong in this. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I fucking hate this movie. The yeah. logic is completely flawed. No, but uh, at school, like, we have this running joke that, like, we, like my friends hate the dad because he's just a dishwasher. And, like, they, like, make fun of him for no reason. Like, it's just, like, for no reason. They just hate They just hate it on him for no reason. They all just play along. I love along. when that happens, yeah. though. Like, That's they all just so played funny. along, like, 
oh, this guy, fuck this guy. He's just a dishwasher. Like, who does he think he is? Like, you know, it's just like for no reason, just hate on him. So, like, I love that. That's so fucking funny. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, it's such a comfort movie that I brought it into school and then somehow made the dad the, like, the most, like, empathetic character, you know, that you feel bad for. He's a dishwasher, you know? He's, like, working, you know, to support his family. And, like, they make fun of him, you know? Like, what? Like whatever. You know, but yeah, what a comfort movie. Love, I could watch. I that love that. Over, I love over. that. My uh, my three. Uh, uh, I love me a good musical. I do. I went La La Land here. Okay. Uh, this is one that combines the visuals with some really good music and uh, fantastic performances. I love Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Uh, and John Legend is in the movie at some points. Uh. It's it's really fucking good, and uh, I remember I took a chance on it when I watched it. I was like, I'm not really into musicals, but I've heard a lot of good things about it, and it looks like it'll be pretty to watch, and fuck, man. I've liked musicals ever since. Hmm. Uh, I, I'd be fucking with a musical. You throw, I, and it's, it's, those are like, that's like the comfort genre. If there's, if there's a genre of movie that'll make you go, like, it's musicals, rom coms, and uh, and holiday movies. Those are those are the True. those are the most yeah. comfortable films there are. I got to give uh, it a shot then. Yeah, I'm not. I uh, I've just stayed away from musicals. I don't know why. Like I've seen like Hairspray, Grease. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the classics. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, for sure. No, it's it's and it's solid. And I mean, like it was kind of between this and The Greatest Showman for me. Mm. I love The Greatest Showman too. Uh, just cause, I mean, the Wolverine is the main character and he's singing his fucking ass off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's actually just, that's him just, singing. It, oh, he's a talented that's actually man. Him, yeah. Hugh Jackman is a fucking stud in specimen. every, every way. Uh, he, so yeah, specimen. the greatest showman is actually my number three. Now that I think about it. Oh. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, La La Land is just really, really well done. And, uh, uh fantastic Mm. i I can't say enough about it but uh what's your number three you know this is like definitely my number one but i'm just gonna say it now just because like these other two deserve like the spotlight um and this one is just so obvious that i'm just gonna say it like it's it's the it's just spider-man 2 um doc ock is just it's hard between spider-man 1 and 2 like Doc Ock, I feel like, is the popular, like, villain that's most, like, liked the most. But, like, I don't know. I loved, like, the Green Goblin. It's been like, Green Goblin for me all my life. Yeah, like, I like, It's love, been Norman Osborn. Like, I just kind of, like, Spider-Man 1 and 2, I just group as, like, one mo- one big movie. And Spider-Man 3 is, like, the separate thing, kind of. It's still a great movie, and it's not, it should not des- get the hate that it has just because of the Tobey Maguire scenes or whatever. Okay, I, I do think that, like, that catches unnecessary shit. Yeah. I just, I, I do think, however, Spider-Man 3 is, like, far and away the worst movie. Oh, for I don't, sure. I don't mean that oh, it's for bad, sure. but it's definitely yeah. the worst. Oh, yeah. But, like, Spider-Man 1 and 2, I, I feel like I'll kind of group them together in this. Uh, okay, I, I, I really can't choose between the two. Um, but, I mean, it's just, like... It's what I grew up on. It's what I consumed. Like, I literally, like, probably 
50% of my day was just watching Spider-Man as a kid. Like these movies yeah. just over and over. I don't know how I did it. You know, I never got tired of it. It's just like No, I mean it was it was Spider-Man and Batman animated series all fucking day for me. That's I think all I think I have to just go with the first one because like whenever Toby's drawing like the the concepts for the series, like that's what got me into drawing like in the first place. Like I actually like started to draw because of that. And like, yeah, like so many things like happened because of this movie. Like I got into the WWE because of bone saw and like that. Like I thought like, Ooh, this is kind of like in Spider-Man. So uh, maybe I'll like this. So like I started to watch the WWE, like so many things stem from this movie. Like, Oh, I just, dude. And there's just so many scenes that stand out amongst that, uh, amongst that original Raimi trilogy, because like, I think about him drawing the suit and him in the wrestling ring and mm-hmm. uh, uh, him learning how to use his powers when he him gets in his stung. room, and just like, webs everywhere. He's yeah, getting the lamp, yeah. you know, the Coke bottle or whatever, like him swinging for the first Fly. time. Yeah, Fly. go, web, go, yeah, go, web, go. <laughs> oh man, no, it's fantastic. And I mean, uh, and Norman Osborn's just fantastic. Willem Dafoe mm. is a great actor. Uh, I've seen some people fan casting him as the Joker and Robert Pattinson would be sick. Batman. Would be sick. Would be sick. Do you th- is there a Joker in there? Like confirmed? I there there might be one day, but I think they're gonna do their their best to focus on other villains for a while because Joker's kind of been beat over the head. And they need years. to hit with a Joker. If you have a Joker, it needs to hit. Like yeah, that's it's ambitious to have a Joker in the first. It's one. true. Yeah, that's but uh. Since since we're since you talk Spider Man, I mean it's mm. only right that I say my two. Uh, it's Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Mm. Uh, I'm glad it's up there. No, I, I yeah. mean like unquestionably. I mean I love Spider Man two and I love Spider Man one. But ever since the first time I watched Into the Spider Verse, I fell in love with that movie, mm. dude. Like that is that's my favorite comic book movie. Period. And. Miles Morales' story is just that that's one of the best origin films mm. there's ever been. Yeah. This is like is when was the like story of Miles Morales created? Like is it a new development or is this like been in comics for a while? I mean, not incredibly long. Miles Morales isn't like a storied historic character. Uh I'll look into when his first appearance was, but I don't even think it goes back to the 90s. Like mm. this is a this is a 2000s creation okay. for sure. That's what I thought. But uh, I, I'm just very glad that it's, like, been a thing now. And, like, we have all these games. And... 2011, Wow. Actually. Okay, yeah, wow. But, uh, yeah, very glad with this development. Um, it's definitely a win for, for Marvel. Um, and I hope they can continue with it with all these rights and stuff and with Sony and all that. I don't know, like, how that's going to work, but... Well, I mean, there uh, there was official title release for Spider Man Two. Uh, it's like across the Spider Verse. Uh, oh, really? It's like confirmed. Like, yeah, like they 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 announced the title. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, I think it's across the Spider Verse. Hmm. So, like, we're going to awesome. be skipping around. I think. Uh, and I mean, the the end of that movie would lead you to believe that Spider Gwen has somehow figured out multiversal travel and opens a portal and. Greets Miles like, "Hey, want to hang out?" Uh, uh, I love that movie, and I and that Peter Parker, voiced by Jake Johnson. Mm. I mean, 
might be like my favorite Peter Parker. I mean, Tobey Maguire will always hold a special place in my heart, but I love seeing the, the worn down, beaten up, on the verge of giving up Spider-Man who regains his hope through a child who, which is the re- very reason him and he's in this low spot. He that is a beautiful him movie. And, like, oh, dude, it's fantastic. Wow. And I mean, not even to mention uh, wow. Miles's uncle. Mm. Like, what like a, that, man, that whole... the story, the the twists, like every like man, what I really, I'm, a, I'm I don't think I'm gonna watch it tonight. That's dude, you should. Yeah, I, I like I'm, I'm gonna that's watch one it. that I revisit. Uh, I'd say almost monthly. Like mm. I I watched the shit out of that movie. That is a good movie, and like the fluidity, like his frame rate getting better and better as the movie goes on. Like Dude. just like the little like oh like. And it's... I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cap with you. Uh, the scene where I mean you know where Kingpin stomps on Chris Pine's Peter Parker, and then the news when uh like it's like the song "I'm Not Scared of the Dark" by like Ty Dolla Sign. And it's like it's it's showing everybody in New York reacting, bro. I I cried, and I was like, I didn't even know this Spider Man. That's just how important Spider Man is to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like this this guy showed up in the movie for three, two and a half, three minutes. He died, and I cried. Damn, that's uh, it's crazy. What uh, what like Marvel can just how just ingrained like like and invested we are like in these universes and how a simple three minute character can make us cry. Like that's, that's wild. Great. Sound of a great movie. That's for sure. 100%. End of the spider verse is, is my favorite comic book movie and it is far and away the most comforting for me. Uh, but yeah, what's your two, what's your two here? Number two. Oh, this is so hard to pick between these two. You know one of them. You don't know the other. The one you know, I think, just has to be my number one. It's just so good. But this one's also so great. I'll go with, okay. My number two is going to be Wally. Wally. Wally is by far the best Pixar movie out, and you can't. Okay, Soul is the only competitor, in my opinion. Um, that was the one that came. That like, was the one that came to even mind. Even Toy Story two, it and caught like it doesn't come close to Wally and Soul. Wally and Soul are a step above every other Pixar movie, and you can't change my mind about that. Um, but Wally, like, I'm just a sci-fi nerd. And, like, this Pixar sci-fi movie just, like, fell into my lap, you know? And, like... Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you, dude. I... I that If there's any Pixar movie I need to rewatch, it's Wally. Because I, I don't think I've watched that in, like, seven or eight years. Uh, and I would appreciate it more now than I ever did. Oh, my God. So good. And it's, like... The whole plot is that Wally finds a plant... A bot detects it, and then, like, humanity is now informed that, like, oh, we used to live on Earth and, like, care for it. And, like, it's, we, we really fucked up. Like, that's the whole movie. Like, no, see, and that's the thing is that, like, the last time I watched it, I couldn't comprehend it. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, I need to rewatch it's it, let it hit me, movie. and ball my fucking it eyes out, frankly. It is so beautiful. Oh, the visuals, like, this, 
Wally is ahead of its time. Like if Wally was released now, like it would it'd do be the, it'd be one of the biggest movies. Like it, I don't know. I just it, this movie's just beautiful. I watched like it's my favorite Pixar movie by far. Um, other than Soul, Soul was all was like close to making it up here. Um, but I figured two Pixar Soul came movies so was, close uh, to getting on my list too. Yeah, I figured two Pixar movies was a little too much, but uh, I mean. Th- it doesn't make sense why Pixar movies would be our comfort movies, you know. I mean, it's oh, 100%. Just so much of our childhood. They, I mean, we've grown up with pretty much every Pixar movie except mm-hmm. for the first couple Toy Stories. Like, yeah, we were there. We were there. We I cried Toy Story three, man, in that theater. Three oh. D glasses, cried through them, man. Yeah, it was they uh, held hands, and I was done. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh my god, that incinerator! Oh my god, Dude, I was like. They straight up like took each other's hands, and I was like, "They're gonna, they're gonna die. Kill the toys? Like they're, like they're gonna die? Like that's a thing that can happen in this movie right now? Yeah, no, but uh, the claw, <laughs> goats, the goats, bro. If uh, who saved them? Who was? It was the it was the little Martians. No, no, no but uh, who initially saved them in the claw game initially? Like. It, in the, like who took care of him as their dad? Was it uh? Oh, Mr. Potato Head. It was Mr. Okay, it was him. Yeah, that's right. If Mr. Potato Head would have never saved him at the beginning and and you know brought him up, would have uh maybe they would have actually died there. Crazy thought. It's a potential. What if? It's a potentiality. What if Pixar? <laughs> what if Pixar? That'd be awesome. Oh my god, that'd be outstanding. Fuck yeah, man. Uh. All right, we up to the ones? We're up to the ones. Wow. You... Mine's easy. This was like it was always it was always the one. There was no question, it was just figuring out what the other four were. Uh and it's Return of the Jedi. Uh God, I've oozed over this movie time and time and time again. It's the perfect conclusion to that trilogy. Uh that last shot, that last entire five minutes there's no there's no cinema that puts a smile on my face quite like it's that. the best luke like the luke it's no, my I, favorite I mean luke. like it's it's like, my favorite luke it's my favorite leia uh, it's it's my favorite han it's han at his most developed at this, this is, point like this is why i believe like return of the jedi is the best star wars movie like if i have to pick like the best star wars movie like i really well, there's, like I don't know. There's also probably something to be said for prequel babies loving Return of the Jedi because of Anakin coming back to the light side. Like, there's probably something more impactful about that Mm -hmm. to kids born in the prequel era than than it was to people who grew up with the original trilogy. Like, and it's a weird thing, but that's something about Return of the Jedi that probably makes it more impactful for kids who grew up watching Anakin Skywalker. Mm -hmm. Man, I don't... It's just a beautiful movie, man. Like the green, knowing that that's Qui Gon's crystal for sure, and Obi Wan's lightsaber parts. You know, it's it's a mixture of Anakin's saber and Obi Wan's saber with Qui Gon's crystal, bro. Like it's perfect. And that, oh, I I don't know, man. It's just like it's a beautiful movie. That's that's the Luke I looked up to. Like that's the cool guy Luke that I was like. That's okay, cool man Luke over that's there. That's cool guy. Like that's the Luke that I want to be. Like, you know, dude, I love that movie, and uh, it's it's 
remained my favorite Star Wars movie for as long as I as long as I can remember, and uh, uh, it, it just it it doesn't get old. I can watch. That's another one that I definitely watch, probably more than probably more than once a month. Like I probably revisit that movie more than I should. Uh, and it just doesn't get old. It's fantastic. From from Jabba's barge, Leia saving Han in the carbonite slab, killing Jabba with her bare hands, and uh, how did Boba not die? I guess we'll find out. You know, we they they have to show us. If they don't answer that question with this show, that's a little ridiculous. We gotta know how the dude, unless they just like shrug it off as like a joke, like. Of course I survived. Like, what do you, th- I wouldn't, you know, like, it, yeah. like it, it, that I'm okay with that. Well, it's a distinct but, possibility too. Like they, there's a good chance. They just like the most they do is show us like his hand mm. slap outside the dirt or something like it's like, cause how do you wait, explain did they already that? show something like that? No, they showed uh maybe it was a fan clip or something that I saw. <laughs> no, it was a uh, Patton Oswalt explaining in Parks and Rec what he believed the Star Wars sequel trilogy should be. And he got up on he got up on the podium and he goes, "All right, so we open on the dune sands of Tatooine and and we zoom in on the on the 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 beast that is the Sarlacc and we see a hand hit the sand." And <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I I think it's more Boba style if he came up spurs first. And he used the spurs to get into the sin, and that's how he got up. He, <laughs> that would uh, be awesome. He like, does like a whole like legs r- rising from the dead thing where he, f- yeah, he puts both his spurs, locks them to the ground, and just does a like a major ab workout, just like he does. Just, the, he does the Michael Jackson smooth criminal yes. but from his back to his feet. The reverse lean, yes. The like <laughs> just get he just freaking brute strength just gets up, pulls the whole sarlacc with his back. You know, he's pulling the Sarlacc out of the pit with him. Just, nah, but, uh. Fantastic. But yeah, Return of the Jedi. No, Return of the Jedi, that's a no doubt. That's a no-brainer for me. Uh, but yeah, that concludes my top five. What's your What's your number one here? And this one's going to surprise a lot of people, probably because a lot of people just don't know what this movie is. Oh, god damn! I didn't even realize this was your number it's, one. It is my number one, because this is, like, this is the movie that I go back to and just watch, I seriously don't know why. It's just, like, it's just... Just what you I don't do. know. It's just what I do. It's just that good of a movie. It's called The Book of Eli. Um, someone someone just went, what? what? <laughs> I've never heard of that movie. Yeah, I've you, you just said, The Book of Who? Like, okay... The Book of Eli, I'll repeat it for you a couple times so you can get it in your brain. The Book of Eli, The Book of Eli. Um, it, it stars Denzel Washington, Gary Oldman, Mila Kunis. Um, I think those are all the big stars. But If uh, if you're interested, head to patreon.com slash Bloom where you'll find uh, a few honorable mentions, one of which also stars Mila Kunis for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's... Denzel's performance is unbelievable. Gary's is also just all everyone's performance in this movie is amazing. The premise of the movie, to give you like a general rundown, um, is this is in a world where some apocalypse took place, some war, war maybe, the earth is in shambles, 
after warfare, like, it's not a good place to live. And every book that's ever been in existence has been burned. Um, and it's, it's being, you know, put away. And you don't know why, it's just, you know it's happening. And Gary Oldman is looking for, for a very specific book. Um, oh, can I take a guess? You can take a guess. The Book of Eli? No, actually. Fuck! Yeah, I guess the Book of Eli is in this book. Um, but the it is Bible? The, yeah, he's looking for the Bible. That is why every book has been burned. Um, and, like, it's, it's, this is why, uh, to get rid of the Bible. And we learn that Denzel, he's, he has this, he has the last Bible in existence. Um, and he was told, carry it west. That's all he was told. And Denzel, as Denzel is, he's a badass in this movie. Yep. He carries around a machete, a shotgun, and a pistol. And he carries that book west, and anyone that gets in his way, it's not really good. For me. Um, you did, but uh, I won't say how like Gary Oldman and all them get involved because it's it's just it's such a good movie that I just recommend you just go watch. Like I will go watch it. it. Like, like I, this is the best uh, recommendation I've ever gotten for the Book of Eli. Yes, I'm not. I'm not lie. a very religious person at all, and this movie is pretty much solely based upon religion. But it's not so hard focused that like it takes you out of the movie. Um, yeah, I get you. Just you. get this overarching like, oh, they're looking for the Bible. Like that's really it. Like that's that's really as far as religious as it goes. Um, it's just really cool what happens, and it's just a really creative story. Um, Denzel just kills it, man. I don't know. He just I love Denzel. He's my favorite me. actor. So uh, and this is my favorite movie of his. So so this is why it's. Uh, it's just my number one. I love Denzel, and this is my favorite Denzel movie. So I guess that's maybe that is the reason behind it. Dude, fuck yeah! Denzel's fuck my yeah, comfort I actor. I guess you could say. Hell yes, I love it. Comfort actors: Ewan McGregor and Denzel Washington. That's it. Yep. Oh, uh, that's the list. Keanu Reeves, Pedro Pascal. It can keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that concludes our, uh, our, our. We got comfortable. You know, we got comfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm, I got some. I got, I got some good stuff to watch. You know. Hell yeah. Got some. Hell uh, yeah. This, it's just a bunch of shit that'll make you happy. Oh yeah. That's all this it is. It's a good, a good time right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have some good, great TV to watch. Some great movies to watch too. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I'll, I'll conclude it there. That was the 139th episode of the Penny Bloom podcast. Was I? Colton Robertson and I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. What a prime episode. A prime episode. It was 139. Thank you for having prime me. Prime episode indeed. Thank you for prime having me. Prime episode indeed. Of course. Of course. And uh, you will be back rather soon, I'd assume. Uh, that assumption is correct. It is. It is. Uh, if you would, head to patreon.com slash Bloom where you'll find a 35-minute uh, exclusive introduction where we got out a bunch of honorable mentions, a bunch more TV and movie recommendations, basically, for you if that's how you want to treat this. Uh, that's how I'd recommend you do it. Uh, just watch everything we've <laughs> mentioned here. But uh, hell, yes. It's, it's And we've also got like eight, 18 hours, 18 and a half, 19 hours of content now. Over on Patreon, twenty six exclusive introductions. It's uh, it's it, it was a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, head to Twitter at Penny Bloom Pod. Follow, 
head to Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast again. Follow and uh, remember, peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves.